Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. 
Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Tony B., welcome you to another edition. It's an absolutely outstanding Monday, 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 Monday race fans. It's a great day to be alive and well with you. Got Bino, Jeff, and Brian with me. It's the calm before the storm. Transfer portal, all the rumors. Dylan Sampson, is he going to go? Is he not? Blah, 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 blah. Who knows? We're going to hear that about a lot of people. And Silly Saturday and Silly Sunday have come and gone. And now the axes are falling in the NFL. Boy, it fell early. They, they saw enough at Carolina. I guess. I, I guess when you go out there and you look like that against the Titans... I guess what's the point, but I don't know. What were they expecting Frank Reich to do? He's got no team down there. Bino, your experience with Frank Reich, are you kind of sad today for him? Uh, I, I am, Tony, because he's such a good man, uh, but I, I I never thought he was – his teams were prepared enough, uh, focused enough. I, I'm not sure he's demanding enough to be a head football coach in the NFL. Uh, obviously, a, a, a really good offensive mind makes someone a tremendous good cop offensive coordinator. Uh, probably not made to be a head coach in the NFL. So today, a, a, a manic Monday following uh, silly Saturday and Sunday. Who is moving around? One of y'all sound like you're... That's you're, me, Tony. I'm sorry. You sound like you're scurrying around. Sound like a... Um, What's that sound like, Bry? One of those little, um, like a rat when you have like a, no no offense. It sounds like uh, something on somebody's, your roof. Somebody's uh, got some grocery bags they're trying yeah, to grocery go bags. away or something like that. Yeah. This may stun you. I was arranging some notes, I actually. Yes! All right, Bino, get to your notes. Give me, give me a, <laughs> give me a thought. Give me a thought on the weekend. No pressure on you. Snooze and snooze. Snooze. <laughs> Snoots and Snuggets here on the backside of what was a Thanksgiving holiday. May I say, I, I just want to personally, because I'm rocking my Kelly Green today, I want to personally congratulate my Philadelphia Eagles on playing in what was the best game of the year in the NFL. No doubt about it. Um, I want to personally congratulate the Auburn Tigers 
for what they did Saturday. They they have taken almost beating Alabama to an art form. I want to congratulate Josh Heupel for exacerbating and trolling our fans Saturday with the handling of Nico. And I want to say that from the NFL, there are no crisis hotlines open. Lamweirdo's crisis hotline with the Steelers is closed. The Titans' crisis hotline is closed. Brian's Jaguars' crisis hotline is closed. Vino's Colts' crisis hotline is closed. The Cowboys' boy band crisis hotline is closed. The Eagles' crisis hotline is closed. Uh, the only crisis hotline open is over in Carolina, and their quarterback, on the way back, wanted to go see the Christmas lights at Dollywood and couldn't ride half the rides. But other than that, Vanderbilt's crisis hotline, they don't even have a crisis hotline because crisis hotline connotes that you you want to call and get some help. And the thing about Vanderbilt, you know, in the modern era, and I compared him to Ty Dillon from NASCAR, I just picked a you know a guy out of the bunch whose main job is to get on the track, get some experience. Uh, of course, uh, he's a grandson uh, of uh, of a famous first family in NASCAR. But the truth is that Vanderbilt, their job is to fill out the schedule and collect a check forevermore in this new league. They have zero chance of ever seeing four and four again. Or if we go to nine, five, and four, they have zero chance of that being now ever happening. Ever. That was a hideous football team they put on the field on Saturday. Might be the worst Vanderbilt team being star I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, pretty bad football. Pretty bad football team, Tony, from uh, every aspect. Uh, a much better uh, between plays than wild play was actually going on. So give me some thoughts as you have your pages aligned. <laughs> Love it. Now, now i, I got to tell you this about Bino. Bino comes prepared uh, as we did our series this year. And thank you to the hundreds of people. And I think Bino is right. I think we met hundreds of people, different people, at Calhoun's this year. It was such a pleasure and a privilege being there. But, Bino, give me your thoughts on uh, on what we witnessed on Saturday. And I hope you work in a little bit of of, of the Nico deal because it's it's highly strange. Yeah, I, I was going to uh, not include that in the intro, Tony. Uh, I may not have learned not to shuffle papers in 20 years, but I have learned not to shoot all my bullets in the intro. So uh, you can uh, – I'll talk to you about Nico as we go along here Uh I think Saturday was what you hoped for in a season finale. Just beautiful weather, uh, good crowd, senior day activities, uh, and a fairly stress-free victory over Vandy. I thought Joe Milton saved his uh, best for last uh, with, with what was easily his best performance. Uh, we can certainly grade on the curve because of the opponent, but uh, he easily had his most productive game as a volunteer in his last one at Neyland Stadium. Uh, Jalen Wright uh, hit the 1,000-yard mark for the season for what I believe is just the 18th time in Tennessee football history. Uh, and I can remember when uh, one of my favorite balls of all time, Johnny Jones, was the first Tennessee running back to ever reach that 
uh, that milestone in 1983. It brought back memories of that. Uh, uh, a lot of players saw action, probably not as many as we would have liked. Um, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully had no injuries. Uh, also, hopefully received uh, potentially good news with uh, Cooper Mays and Javante Spragans. Uh, Mincy and Keenan Peely choosing not to go through senior day activities. Uh, if all of those guys come back, uh, that fills some glaring holes that, uh, that we thought that we were going to have. So, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully we came out injury free and, uh, and ready to move forward. Uh, the, the Nico stuff, um, I am, uh, uh, I'm like most people, I was disappointed that I didn't see more. And that's kind of a, an about face, Tony, as you know, uh, a day, a, a Saturday about face. Because I texted you at halftime and told you that that game was just too chippy uh, with too much of a makeshift offensive line uh, to put him out there in that game. I was afraid he was going to get cheap shotted. Uh, and I, I just didn't think the risk was worth the reward. But it was pretty obvious early in the second half. Uh, that both coaching staffs had uh, had kind of got a grasp on uh, and got the attention of their team to cut out the nonsense, and the second half was just regular football. So uh, early in the second half, I changed my opinion and hoped to see him uh, in the third quarter, um, and it it just didn't didn't happen. I want to say one thing on the rumors that are out there on dylan sampson first of all i i don't know anything and nobody does okay so who knows what any of these guys are going to do dylan sampson Wright is probably going to go to the draft he's had a really great year and what cemented it for him was that run against georgia where he's running away from a world-class group of defenders and a world-class secondary and when you get that on film you you go go cash your check that's yeah that's what it is Dylan Sampson was criminally underused here to this point in his career. And, and look, I, the small guy, whatever, uh, I I don't understand the fascination they had, these guys have with veteran football players. But we were laughing Friday, but you know, I... People were like, well, Joe's going to play a couple series and they're going to get this guy. And they, they were never, this guy was never going to do that. Heupel's really strange to me because in one sense he's a really bright guy. And in another sense, I'm over there going, you're going to be the second coach this year not to cover a spread against Vanderbilt. Not good. Not Everybody gambles now. And your fans are not going to bet against you. So not good I just don't I don't know I, I just don't get it well a couple days later I don't get they it they probably they probably do without the late muff punt that led to a cheap bandy touchdown that's that's sort of how that backdoored Brian you're out there with a walk-on quarterback on the field trying to score late I mean come on now I well, have nearly had that TD in the end zone. Sure, right. Nearly had the TD. I don't understand. I just don't understand it. I just I wish I could understand it. I just don't under. This Nico guy, they haven't used him at all. I mean, what in the world, man? 
I, I don't know. Well, I think it was uh, an, an error, Tony, to un, unless his family was just adamant about it. I think it was an error to ever think about red shirting Nico. Uh, there's no way in this world Nico's going to be here four years from now. No, there's just no way. No. Uh, so I, I I think they made an error there, but and Tony. <laughs> All my years following Tennessee football, we have never, ever had a coach yep. uh, that plays his second-team quarterback as yep. much as the fans want to see. Yep. Um, uh, fans like something new, and coaches like something old. And that's forever. I, I, I thought Heupel, uh being a former quarterback, might be a little different, uh, but he's he's not different in uh, in in that standpoint. Uh, they, we did some things late. Uh, in the year that I scratched my head on, like decisions to kick field goals. Really strange. Uh, both the one against Georgia made no sense. Uh, the one Saturday, instead of uh, letting Nico stay in there and try to convert that fourth down and, and get some experience at that, uh, made no sense. None. Uh, but none of that, none of that has uh, destroyed my confidence that we have one of the brighter offensive minds in the game. It just it just hasn't. Uh, I'll I'll go with the five real good years as opposed to the one questionable one. Well, and Heupel, you can see the Sybil, the Jekyll and Hyde thing with him, because in one sense, the head coach needs to override the offensive coordinator, but the the offensive coordinator wins out over the head coach a bunch with him, which is you know. He's offensive coordinator. I mean, if I had his offensive mind, I'd be the offensive coordinator too. So, I mean, I know he likes to put that title on somebody else, but he's the one calling the shot in terms of when that quarterback comes in, when he comes out, what they do, the decisions, the things they do. Uh, and they were having fun Saturday, like Dino said. Because basically, like Orange Throat wrote, I'm not diminishing what Milton did, but that was playing against air. That Vanderbilt team, I'm going to tell you something about that Vanderbilt team. I like to see Vanderbilt play that Virginia bunch. I like to see him play that UConn bunch. I'd like to play that thing off for the worst team on our schedule. Because I'm telling you, that is a dreadful, dreadful football team. Dreadful. The guys, as Bino was talking about, Cooper Mays and Spragans. And and then the other tackle, if you get those three guys back, you have bought yourself another year. That's that's a that's the best best possible outcome here. If Mincy, those three guys come back, Mincy, Spragans, and Mays. Keenan Peely will be like twenty six years old next year. That's insane that he'll still be playing college football. Perhaps he will. Now comes the fun part. Tamarian McDonald, Danico Slaughter. Bino, if those guys stay on that roster, you know what they're going to do, right? Uh, yes, they're going to play. That's exactly right. So there's some good, and I'm not knocking those guys, but we know that. <laughs> it's a mystifying thing. Some people I talked to inside Tennessee's program, but some of those young Defensive players did not play this year at all. There's a safety over there they love that played a snap. The people are like, this guy's going to be a great player. 
I'm telling you, the reports I got from people is that that signing class they just had has a bunch of guys in it that can really play. Now, few of them saw the field this year, which is sort of head-scratching. Those, some of those veteran guys, Bino, Vanny has no players, and they were making plays. They got no players, and they were making plays. I don't know. But what's interesting is that when you look at this whole thing this year, because now it's going to become about who's going to jump into the portal. Some people are going to be encouraged. And there are going to be a few surprises. Because you think about for a second what's going on with the kid from Baton Rouge. LSU's got to be looking at his situation. They've got to be looking at it and going, you know what? We, we need some help here next year. And that's the advantage you have as an LSU. They call those guys bounce backs. If you can get somebody either that you recruited or somebody that maybe signed or committed to you or maybe somebody from your area that you sort of overlooked. And who knows, in the case of Dylan Sampson, what, how close he was with LSU or if he came here because, you know, there wasn't an opportunity there. I mean, who knows? Who really knows a real story in any of these things? But what you do is, like we had that gentleman on last week who said, oh, you just reach out to his former coach or a family member. And you say, hey, man, they misused you. We'd use you a whole lot more than, than they will. So this week you're going to probably hear names, going to probably hear a bunch of rumors. And probably see some names jump into the portal here, there, and everywhere. And expect it to be wild. Expect it to be wild. Uh, that's kind of what I think is going to happen. People say, well, what's going to happen with Samson? I don't know. If he's smart, he's putting that Instagram post out there, angling for more money. I would. They've created a system here, Beanstar, somehow where the players had no leverage before, and now they have all the leverage. It's really strange what they've done to major college football. At one point, Bino, it was indentured servitude. We own your rights for forever, but we can cut you anytime we want to. And now it's, I mean, Nico could go to him and say, hey, I want more money or I'm going to Oregon. Whatever. Hey, I want more money or I'm going back to California and play for USC. Hey, I want, what are they going to do? I mean, what would they do? How much would you like? I mean, what? And that's the system we're in now, Beanstar. I don't know how we've gotten here, but that is the system we're in. Yeah, it is, Tony. And there, you know, uh, you're you're going to lose some players that you want to keep. Um, the the key in this is you just have to get more out of that portal than you lose into it uh, right. of value. That's right. So. Ones that can manage that the best uh, are, are going to be the long-term guys in this new wild, wild west that, uh, that we've created. And we had a conversation on the show, Garza Law, Fifth Quarter Fan Reaction, about this season. And, and I guess it depends on your perspective. I guess it depends on what you were expecting this year. But I call this season, if... If you're a golfer, this is a par. Now, you may have missed 
a six-foot birdie putt in losing that Florida game to get your par. But to me, you got a par. To me, you have an 8-4 and four football team and you finished 8-4. and four. That's how I look at the year. Wasn't a, a bogey would have been a 7-5. and five. A double bogey would have been 6-6. Six and six. You got a par. It wasn't a pretty par. You hit a pretty good first shot on a par 3. Um, and you walked up to the ball thinking, hey, you know what? Maybe we can get to 9 here. Maybe I can get me a little birdie. That's my analogy, Beanstar. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I think that's a good analogy, Tony. I, I come away from the season uh, somewhat disappointed, even though I expected us to win an eight, uh, to be an eight or a nine-win uh, football team. Uh, our schedule turned out to actually be easier than I thought it was going to be, and I thought it was pretty navigable to start with, uh, which tempers a little bit of, of what I'm saying. Uh, we we lost to a uh, an awful Florida team. Um, and uh, we were not – we were competitive one half, one of six halves against the three best teams on our roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we did it in a way uh, that wasn't very entertaining either, which we'd become accustomed to uh, in the Hypel era. So uh, even though we pretty much hit the mark that I thought we were going to hit win-wise – um, I still come away disappointed because of the things that I said. Yeah, the competitive one of six halves uh, is, is, yeah. Back to the golf analogy. For those of you that play, they had a few snowmen they put on their card, Bino. They had a few eights, eights and nines. That's what those losses felt like. Those holes when you're out there. I don't play anymore. But those holes when you're out there and you want to take your clubs and you want to throw the damn things in the pond and walk off the course. We've all had that feeling, Bino. That's what those games felt like. You want to take your freaking clubs and throw them uh, right in the pond. Yeah, and Tennessee didn't have the opportunity to play like I do, which is uh, they can't lay another ball down and take another swing uh, at at Missouri. Well, no, Josh Heupel had a great line after one of those games. He said, let me tell you something about this league. Nobody cares. Your opponent does not care. Your opponent doesn't care that you're beat up. Your opponent doesn't care that you're sick. Your opponent doesn't care that you, know, you didn't execute, and they're not going to feel sorry for you. And in these games, they're going to put it on you. The most mystifying thing about this year, and then we'll go to the phones. Now that the season is concluded, is seeing everybody else beat Florida and watching Florida choke and and just throw games away. That Florida State game the other night, Bino, when that guy spit on that dude, when Florida's up two scores, spit on an opponent, and then... They have the double Malachi crunch at midfield where two guys could have gotten called for targeting on the same play on that Florida State backup quarterback. Yeah. Just the dumbest, most selfish football you'll ever see. Just dumb. Just going into business for yourself. This is the same program that had a player under a different coach throw a cleat 
versus LSU a few years ago that cost them that game. Which I guess our fans kind of overreact to that whole Florida thing, Bino. But then again, how do you overreact? They were so bad this year. Brian, they're missing a bowl game, right? Or are they in? Florida? Yeah, they, uh, they're they 5-7. and seven. Wow. Only one 5-7 and seven team is going to get to play in a bowl game. That's Minnesota. So as it turns out, both Florida and South Carolina, as we thought, missed the bowl game. Yes. Wow. It just dawned on me. Yeah, nine SEC teams will play. Out of 14. Bino, you think they're happy down there with Sunbelt, Billy? Uh, no, I, I I doubt they're happy at all, Tony. Uh, you know, and, and you may have some that feel like he's recruiting well enough and uh, that he's got a system in place that if he ever gets his players – uh, that he could make work, uh, but I, you know, I just don't know if there's anywhere in this league other than Kentucky and Vandy uh, that are patient enough to allow that to happen. You know, uh, they were five and two after after winning at Columbia to go. Yeah, they needed one game out of five to get to a bowl game, and they lost all five. Florida. I think you said at the time they were going to too, didn't you, Brad? I think I said that about Kentucky. Who? Oh, that's right. Was five and zero. Oh, yeah. I get those two mixed up. Yeah, I thought all year Kentucky that Florida won two won. games. I, I said at one point that Florida and South Carolina were not going to make a bowl game. That was my – you could just see they just don't have enough players. And the weird thing is they don't have enough players in a league this year. The SEC was as average as I've ever seen it this season. I can say that out loud. I mean, we're an 8-14. and 14. We went, what, 4-4 four and four in the league? Yes. And, and we're a decent football team. At best, a decent football team at best. There were years in this league where there's no way that Tennessee team with their roster, with their lack of firepower, their lack of playmakers, that quarterback play touches four wins. No way. In a way, Orange throws right. In a way, this is a pretty good coaching job by Josh Heupel to get them to four and four. In a way. Can you imagine Florida Bino? With that schedule they have next year, first of all, the eight-game league schedule, and then you add Miami and Florida State to that thing, Well, no one could say they didn't schedule courageously. You feel sorry for him, Bino? No. You feel sorry for Auburn, Bino? Uh, Yes, I do feel sorry for Auburn. Because of my hatred for Alabama, uh, but I mean that's the the last two times the game's been played at Auburn, they've had to invent a way to lose the football game, and a running back run out of bounds uh, to give Alabama enough time to push that game two years ago to overtime, and then I, I was I was able to watch the last couple of plays on a lady's phone in front of me oh, at the wow. stadium, and. Uh, that to to rush two people and actually use a couple of spies to try to keep a guy from running 31 yards, uh, not not keep him running 10 yards, keep him running 31 yards, uh, they got what they deserved. I mean, it's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen 
in terms of coaching, and I was talking today with uh, the throat, and I said, you know, that's just, he said, Tony, there are so many stupid things that happen in college football. You just can't think of them. We might do that later in the week because that's one of the dumbest things I've ever witnessed in my life, what they did on that 4th and 31. First of all, they rushed two guys, as Bino said. Secondly, they kept a spy there who just stood there like it was a freeze tag or something. He just stood there. And then finally, after like four seconds, he decides, well, I better rush him. We better get a little pressure on him. And by that point, they're able to get their uh, bond, one of their only playmakers, open in the end zone. He's got single coverage over there. Like, what in the world? I don't know. It's one thing, Bino, that Auburn had a kid fumble a fair catch, which you never see in major college football anymore. You very rarely see. The kid falls down when he's going to make a fair catch. Like Saban has some kind of shaman over there, and they just cut his legs out from under him. So weird looking. And the ball hits him in the shoulder pad and bounces away and... How lucky is this guy? And by the way, they're going to win this weekend. That is what's going to happen. They're going to win this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that. I, I'm not sure they'll make the playoffs if they do. But uh, I know that. It'll... That's kind of great, isn't it? If they win and don't make the playoffs, I'd say they'll find a way if they win to get them in there. Even though they there seems to be about four teams that they need to jump. Well, if they if they win this weekend, who are you going to put them in over? You don't, I guess you would take them over Florida State. Well, I mean, if 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 they if they hang with their Head-to-head, like they are with Texas and Alabama, I guess you'd put them in there ahead of Georgia. Well, I I think there's a chance the SEC gets locked out if you look at it. Right, Bri? Isn't that how this thing is heading? Because the Pac-12 or whatever they are, they're getting a team. Texas is getting in. A team from the big whatever they are is getting in. And then who's the fourth, Bri? Well, Florida State, if they win, yep. could get in. You have the Michigan, Ohio State, a Michigan, Oregon, Washington winner it could get in. And if Alabama were to beat Georgia, they could be blocked by Texas if Texas wins because Texas beat them head-to-head. And, that, and that's what ought to happen. I think it would be really funny. I'm going to cheer for Alabama like I never have this weekend because I think it would be really funny to have a 14 playoff without an SEC team. I'm almost to the point where the SEC has become obnoxious to me. Almost too much of a have be now. Am I wrong in saying that? Can I say that out loud? You can say whatever you, you can pull for whatever you want to, Tom. You know, uh, and it's, free it's just chaos. That, it's chaos. I want that some also chaos. Might, uh, that also might knock Tennessee down a rung in the ball pecking order, though. We didn't oh, have any SEC well, teams in the playoffs. Let me rethink that, then. Think about it. Because they're talking about Tennessee and North Carolina in the Gator Bowl. 
which um, I, I don't know if I've ever cheered. <laughs> which opt-out am I cheering harder for from each quarterback? That's awful, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see awful. that May kid play against our secondary. Do you, be No. Uh, no, probably not. I don't want any of that jelly. Let's go to the phones. Eight six five two hundred. I mean, I'd love, I'd love to see Nico play. I'd, I'd like to see the Nico era begin. Opt out. <laughs> I'm gonna stop short of cheering. Opt out. Opt out. Opt out. Opt out. Opt out. <laughs> Let's go to the phones. TLD Logistics Hotline. Hello. Hey, what's going on, Tone? Who's Yo, who's Javal Ryan, brother? How you doing? Good. Did you have a nice Thanksgiving, dude. I did, man, and I'm I'm really sorry to hear about Tom Allen. <laughs> well, I was going to save this question for the end, but would Jamie Chadwell go to the graveyard that is Indiana? But man, that guy is an exciting coach. I might actually have to watch IU football, which I haven't done in since I've been an undergrad there, almost just to do it. <laughs> is um is his name in the in the mix and in the hunt? I I mean, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I understand why a big school like the Aggies or, you know, if yeah. if Saban were to retire tomorrow for some strange reason, why Alabama wouldn't call him. If Heupel, and I don't want this to happen, but let's say Heupel wasn't the coach here in two years, yeah, that would be my first call. So I don't know why IU wouldn't do it. He's a fantastic coach. Is, I, just, I guess what I'm asking is, has, it, yeah, has his name been linked to them at all? I looked at something and someone yeah. threw it out there. And I'm oh, okay. Like, Ooh, that would be cool. See, that makes sense. Just, yeah, that makes sense. Because what he's going to have to do is he's going to have to Bruce Pearl his way into one of these Power 5 spots. Um, And I don't know. Are they comparable? IU football and Tennessee basketball at the time? I, I, I guess that's in the eye of the beholder. I don't know. I but, mean, Bino, that seems I, like that's the kind of gig that he's going to have to take. And show people that he can do it for whatever reason yeah i I agree tony i think most of uh i I think jamie chadwell probably should be on everyone's list that has an opening uh but uh um you know this is a uh, uh this is a conference that somewhat seems to demand that you've had some sort of uh power five experience uh as as a player or as a or as a coach, or that you have uh, a staff that is made up of guys that uh, have Power Five experience, something like that. I, uh, that seems to be a prerequisite at most post in the SEC. And if you look at Jamie's CV, he wasn't that as a player and as a coach. He kind of came up through the smaller college ranks, taking a step along the way. And so he's not one of these, you know, like Mike Elko, for instance, who just went from Duke to A&M, was at A&M as an assistant coach. You know, he, he's sort of in the fraternity. Chadwell's not, man. He runs a really innovative offense. They are extremely fun. He's very good. He's very photogenic. He's extremely engaging. That'd be a hell of a hire for IU, thinking out loud, sure. Ryan. Well, um, Jeremy Pruitt couldn't even drive me to watching IU football, but Jamie Chadwell maybe could. Uh, but I would, I would of course DVR the IU game and watch it at night while the balls were on. Because interesting, even Jeremy, even Jeremy Pruitt couldn't take me from uh, Tennessee football to Indiana football, so it can't be done. But uh, um, Tony, you guys talking about things I was going to hit on. One of the reasons I love 
college football so much mm-hmm. is that storylines and arcs happen that if a Hollywood scriptwriter were to write a sports movie, they'd get panned for being, you know, it's not believable. It's too corny. Exhibit A, the Iron Bowl. If they were to write something like that, any football fan would be like, that's just stupid. That never happens. But it keeps happening in that series. And think about Joe Milton, a game, a bowl game in South Florida last year against an ACC team, extended his career and irritated fans, even though his career being extended for a year was fairly successful, but it was irritating. Why not go full circle by him playing in another bowl game, this time in North Florida against an ACC team, extending his career one game way too long and really irritating fans. That That's funny. And I bet we win if he plays. Because you know he's going to play good because that's the game he would play well in because it doesn't mean anything. And it's like, wow, he, he won nine games, but he still irritated everyone. That's and it's because... <laughs> You know how great is it? How he like irritates people, and he really does. Our people people were triggered the other night post game, just triggered over it. And and Tone, if he would have played the way he played against A and M or South Carolina, and we barely pulled that thing out in Miami last year, I don't know that he would have come back. But a bowl game in South Florida last year against an ACC team extended his career, and by God, it looks like if Orange Throat is to be believed. Joe Milton and Josh Heupel said, you know what? Let's extend it one more game in North Florida this time and irritate everyone. <laughs> so what do you guys think of that? He's not hes not seriously going to play him three quarters in the bowl game, is he? I, 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 I think if he, if he decides to play in the bowl game, I think he plays the vast majority of it, if not all of it, Ryan. And you know he's going to win. He's going to do what he did against Vandy and throw about four passes. And two of those plays to those tight ends were so pretty, and you're like, wow. But he simultaneously gets on my nerves. And that's just, you got to love college football. It's so funny. Out the door. I want to, I want to see Nico play as badly as anyone. I, I hope it's in the bowl game. Uh, yeah. But I'm not holding out a whole lot of hope for it. But either way, either way, uh, I'm one game away from Nico being – the quarterback to University of Tennessee, See, so that's we, good. Why do we feel that way? Poor Joe Milton. He's not bad. He's just—it's funny. And I mean, one of us was just one of us was just whispering. One of us was just going, "Opt out, opt out." But it could have been for Drake May. See, that's that's I opened yeah. that because I don't want Drake May to play against us. Do you? No. God, no. I, now, if I'm May, well, if, that might solidify your top three pick. You throw 600 yards. Absolutely. Can you imagine? He would, Danico, slaughter us. Could you imagine what Drake May would do to our defense being out, our poor pass defense? God, I don't I don't think that'll be pretty, Tony, regardless of how long we have to prepare for it. And to my gamblers out there, you talk about, some degenerate stuff gambling on these bowl games being star like you and i were up at that sports book a couple years ago and those people i mean they gamble some of these bowl games are just the most random thing in the world tone uh speaking of bowl games yeah. uh, even if we had to take a penalty or pay a fine 
why couldn't Tennessee wear those beautiful Tennessee orange home and North Carolina wear the beautiful North Carolina Tar Heel blue just to make it look amazing? Is that like against the rules? Can they decide to do that? Both teams wear the home jerseys? It's been done before. I, Go ahead, B. Yeah, I think it's still against the rules, uh, but I so think so it's what? only like a uh, – uh, it's a, a fi- procedure penalty of some sort. I, I remember when USC and UCLA decided to do it, they penalized USC on the first play or someone on the first play, and the other team took a delay to give it back to them. I think that's exactly right. Uh, and we I, ought to do that. And didn't What's LSU that? do that one year? LSU did that one year as well against somebody. I, I, I remember that with the, with the purple or the white jersey. or so, There was something they were trying to do in a matchup, and they did, did a similar type thing. I seem to remember. Maybe I'm misremembering that. Thank, well, that's yeah. what I would do. Hey, great show, guys. We'll see you around. Ryan, you're the man. We're pulling for Chadwell now. I didn't realize he was in play there. Brian, is his name being bandied about anywhere else for these other openings? I mean, if I were Houston, I, I would strongly consider a guy like that, even though he probably doesn't have ties down there. Boy, that Horgelson guy, Bino. Yeah. Has there ever been a more miserable-looking dude than that guy on the sidelines just looking at him? <laughs> yeah, I hate to judge someone that way. but uh... I mean, just his countenance. He's got the countenance of, like, athlete's foot. <laughs> Let's go back to the phones. Briar, are we seeing his name, Chadwell's name, with any of these other openings? Have you seen it? We ought to get Johnny Boy Bryce on, Bry. Johnny Boy Bryce would be a great guy to talk to right now with the portal getting ready to open, all the rumors. I got to make a note. I got to give Johnny Boy Bryce a call. I got to get. Uh, I got to get the download on him. I bet he's got more I, uh, secrets and knows more things right now with the, the space those guys travel I in. I haven't. I haven't seen his name anywhere, but that doesn't mean somebody hadn't mentioned it. I've seen John Gruden in Indiana. We should have brought that up. Wow. Apparently, he was hanging out with Kenny, Kenny Aronoff over the weekend, John Mellencamp's drummer. Gruden was, Bino. Has it come to that for John Gruden, Bino, that, he's, that he would go into college football? I think he just wants to put his name out there. He absolutely loves to coach, and it looks like that he's never going to have an opportunity in the NFL again. So, yeah, I would think he's probably at that point. I don't know if he's at Indiana point, but he's so weird. I mean, what a what an odd thing that is. His name linked to Indiana. Back to the phones we go. The, the most interesting thing about college football that I love is the way the Ohio State fan base can't stand the guy that's won 91% of his games. And they are sick of him, Bino. How great is yeah. that sport? If you were trying to explain I, that sport to somebody, how great's the sport? Yeah, it, it is, Tony. And, you know, we, we talk about how we've been – and and I feel like we have the the only area as a fan that I feel like I've I've kind of lost out on as Tennessee fan is not having that one true rivalry where it's shared by both sides. the The bad side to that is it means so much that it overrides 
absolutely everything else out there. Everything. I mean, the only thing that he's really done wrong is lose three straight times to Michigan. My Roan, I gotta get my first time out in here. Y'all, clock management 101 just ain't my strength, and Bino's exactly right. We, in the 90s, I lived through this. I'm not giving anybody any advice. You cannot make your full college football season about one game. That is a miserable way to live after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler Dodge Jeep or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. 
Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They're timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Need a little extra cash for the holidays? From now until Christmas, Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical is giving you a $500 Visa gift card when you buy select new HVAC systems or receive a $250 gift card with a new tankless water heater. And upgrade now with monthly payments as low as $79. Visit happyhiller.com. Happy you'll be or the service is free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. I've got our favorite grocer on the line, Mr. Miles Johnson for Foodland. Miles, how you doing today? I'm doing just fine. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic, buddy. Well, let's uh, let's find out what's going on at Foodland and what great savings you guys have for the next two weeks. All righty. Well, we have cooked shanked portion ham, a dollar forty nine a pound. Sweet potatoes, thirty nine cents a pound. Mrs. Smith or Edwards pies, five ninety nine each. Smithfield spiral sliced ham, two forty nine a pound. Food club turkey, a dollar twenty nine a pound. Coca Cola twelve packs, two for eleven. And Pillsbury pie crust frozen, two for six, and a whole bunch more. All right. People need to come in and check it out. You always have a flyer right there handy at the door for everybody. So, And these sales run again for uh, the next two weeks, correct? Yes, sir. Oh, that's fantastic. So anyways, you guys are located right there on West 7th Street. You're open seven days a week. Your hours are 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. Miles, you and the staff have a great uh, Thanksgiving next weekend. All righty. Same to y'all. Thank you, Miles. Have a good day. Bye-bye. You too. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. I'm telling you, I'm all over the place today. I'm like uh, pull, pulling the fader up and down while that thing's playing, thinking I'm on the other channel. I don't know the thing unplugged, plugged in and unplugged, and you heard the thing in the middle of that. And so, Jerry at Fleet, I apologize. Uh, I, to quote Andy Reid, God do a better job. 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 Me means he doesn't mean it when he says it, but he just says it. Andy Reid's a clown. Back to the phones we go. I was telling Bino and Brian during the break. First of all, I'm, I've got a grievance I might take on the air at some point. I want to bore people. It's like people when they talk about their fantasy to you. I mean fantasy sports, by the way. The reason we say fantasy is, who, who was it that Dewey told that too, Bri, that he had him in his fantasy? Oh, I think it was Sean Alexander one time. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, you're in my, got you in my fantasy, brother. So, um, which I love. I love things like that. So I always tell people, I got this in my fantasy. Of course, I'm talking about fantasy football. And, and Bino pops for it every time. Bino's laughed twice now. Uh, but, you know, I don't want to bore people with our grievance. I do want to say, though, I'm going to admit this out loud. 
Look, I come from a Penn State family, and they're always like trying to gig me on what's better, the SEC or the Big Ten, and it's really not close, as we know. It is so painful to admit that that Ohio State-Michigan game was the highest level college football game that I watched all year. That was an incredible, insane, two teams knocking each other in the dirt, no quarter given, pretty cleanly played, very well officiated, clean. If you were to say, put something in the Smithsonian Institute, what college football is supposed to look like, I would give you that game. Big plays by both teams, solid defensive play by both teams, interesting um, coaching decisions. Ryan Day got conservative, I think, there when he should have gone for it on fourth down, but chose to kick a field goal, and it ended up being kind of the difference in the deal. Really great football game, Bino. I hate admitting that. Uh, yeah, you, anyone that's listened to this for any amount of time knows I've got an unhealthy hatred for everything about the Big Ten. Uh, but I've always respected that game. It's it's generally a great football game, one of the best of the of the season most years. Of course, you have Gus Johnson up there screaming about Marzarati, Maserati, Marv, Marzarati, Miv. That kid's a great player. That Harrison. His father was a great player, Bino. This kid is going to be. If, this kid, if that kid stays healthy, he's got a chance to be in that class that his dad was in. He's, he's wow, really, really good player, Tony. Which leads Very me to this: any better than Marvin was. Back to the phones we go. Bino, should the Vols be in the market after watching our young wide receivers? Should they go out there and try to get them a wide receiver in this portal? Uh, yes, Tony. I, I think they need uh, with Brew McCoy's decision to move on. Uh, I think they need to find a go-to guy, a guy that can get you a a really tough catch. I don't know that we have that. I mean, being honest about it here, back to the phones. Oh, I, I don't think I don't think we do, Tony. Uh, unless it's Thornton, and we haven't seen enough of him to know, and he certainly hasn't shown us any consistency. I I would be in the market for a go-to big-time. So you need to tackle a guard. They can get a. Go ahead, they can go get a fifty-fifty ball. I don't think they can get a fifty-fifty no. ball this weekend against Vanderbilt. No, those kids really, can't. No, those kids. Those guys can't do it. The, the Webb and the other guy we've seen. I mean, they look like okay college players, but yeah, Nimrod. It's like they look okay players, and and they're gonna get bigger. But yeah, you need more of a finished product with Nico. It's a great break that your center comes back with him. That's a huge. I don't know what they're going to pay Mays, but whatever it is, it's not enough. Back to the phones we go. Hello and welcome in. Well, Monday, Monday. Good morning. Monday, Monday. You got it. Mamas and the Papas. Or Manic Monday. Mamas and the Papas. Yeah. Or or Manic Monday, which was written by Prince. Did you know that? Did you know Prince wrote that song? Yeah, oh, he, he, yeah, and he wrote that other one that, uh, what's her name, it just passed away, Sinead O'Connor. That's right, nothing compares to you. Mm-hmm. You don't think Prince was talented, do you? Prince wrote Manic Monday under the yeah. 
title of uh, surname of Christopher when you see that on sheet music. Well, Christopher. Well, Eric Clapton said when they asked him about being the greatest guitar player in the world, he said, you'll have to ask Prince. There you go. Yeah. Uh, footage, uh, I mean, it's something else. I, I, I don't think people really re- realize how talented that man was. Oh, that that while my guitar gently weeps thing that where he oh, rips. Boom! Where'd that go? Right there in A minor. That's a. I'm telling cool. you, that all. that's beautiful. Cool. And the Super Bowl, best Super Bowl ever. Well, uh, hey, hey, let's say, Bino, what did you think of Dolly Parton's outfit on uh, Thursday? Did you have a chance to see that? Was she dressed like the cowboy cheerleader? Uh, I did, Tony. I gotta ask. Uh, I gotta ask Peggy her thoughts on that. I'm gonna get Bino's thoughts first. Peggy, don't you want to hear Bino's thoughts on that? Uh, <laughs> it makes. What did I you think, know. Peggy? Of it? What did you think? Weird... Okay, it's just. Uh, hey, look, it's it's all over Twitter and everywhere else. It's a discussion. Look, you know, it's a discussion, and uh, when she decided to make that statement, and I think she definitely is making a statement after what happened at the balls. She is going to show, because listen, I was listening to Fine Bomb. In fact, yeah. I was, uh, and uh, day, it was the day after Paul was up here, you know, and uh, I told him he ought to come over at Calhoun's, but that, that's side the point. Just talking about Dolly and I to the point where that's the reason I called in. And uh, it was which somebody dropped the ball on the sound. Look, it's horrible. You couldn't hear. I don't know. Let's say the mic didn't get turned on. I don't know. You couldn't even hear it from where my son and them was there, but those no, people no, sitting no. close, you couldn't even hear, you know. Well, here's the thing. Here, here's how that works. What happened was she couldn't get sound in her ear with what she was trying to do. And when you're in a stadium like that and your IFB goes and it blinks, you got to quit singing because you can't hear anything. Oh, yeah. So that was it. That was it for her. And that's why she stopped. That's why she stopped. You know. Well, you, I wondered why it was at the end of the first quarter. I, I mean, that's what seemed peculiar to me. I agree. Was she like getting there, yep. and they had to rest it in, or why didn't they wait to do hey, the high? When was you know what Bino told me, you know what Bino told me about that. He said when he saw Peyton Manning walk her out there, they he knew they were gonna have technical difficulties. That's what Bino told me. I mean, something was, uh, I, I just question, I, it shocked me to do it at the end of the first quarter. Bino, what did you think of her outfit? Peggy's not biting here. You know what somebody, you know what somebody mm-hmm. texted uh, my son? Which one are you talking about? When she did the Dallas Cowboys. She wore the Dallas Cowboy uh, cheerleader uniform. I'll give you my, I love Dolly. All right, let me, let me she's say my that. my neighbor up here. But she's I'm your neighbor. Gonna be, I'm going to be honest I, because I don't pull no punches. You pull no punches. I would have liked her better if she'd have had on white pants with, with like, you know, with the chaps and that. And let yeah. the young girls She was they, rocking you know. that cheerleader uniform at the age of 78. Uh, which yeah, I'm for. I got to tell you something. I'm kind of I mean, for that, man. She could do it. I'm kind of for. friend of mine was like, well, that's kind of an embarrassing take by you. And I'm like, why? You don't quit living because you're 78? Uh, look, if she can do it. I, I mean, me, I'd have had, you know, some white, spangly jeans on see? like she done it. See, and, Bino? Uh, 
devolved. All right, now here's the question. Because, Pino, this is the truth, right? Somebody said they thought that was one of the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders from their last Super Bowl appearance, Pino. You're going to get in trouble for this segment, Cyber. You need to show. <laughs> well, Peggy, I one thing Bino will tell you about me since you're new to me. Bino, do I know no. when to stop? Do I know when to stop, Bino? No, sir. Bino's, no, sir. Bino's been on that mute button. Bino's thing, he's been on that mute button. The ent- I cannot drag him into this conversation. Bino, why won't you I let me drag you into this? When y'all were talking about your, you know, fantasy sports, and I thought, Be- I mean, oh my God, I ain't even going to participate in that. Peggy, I always tell people, I go, he's in my fantasy, and they'll look at me, and I go, I mean fantasy sports. <laughs> he's on my fantasy team. Bino, why wouldn't you say a word? Bino, why aren't you talking during this segment? Well, I mean, Tony, you and Peggy are both running Paul Westhead's offense. I can't get the ball here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh! Peggy, you're the best. Are we, uh, Peggy, or do you... Hey, listen. Yeah. Hey, what did I tell you all uh, when you had a question about how much Nick I was going to get to play in Vandy and in a bow game. And I said, we will have to be way ahead. And it'll be probably in the fourth quarter if he plays. And same thing will happen in the bow game. That kind of looks like what happened. Peggy, you called it right down the middle. I'll tell you this about you. Now, I know you come from a sports, you know, your, your kids are sportsmen, sports family. Yeah. Peggy, you've been great umpire. You call balls and strikes. You could sit behind my plate any day of the week and call balls and strikes, Peggy. Right, Beanstar? She called it, Beano. Absolutely. Yes, she did. But you don't get a word in edgewise while she's calling it. Hey, Beano. You know what? You can't read nobody's mind, but you just kind of get a feel for things. Right down the middle. And I can watch his body language and expressions when he does press conferences. Right down and the middle. I, oh, I, I, I mean, after about that second or third oh. game, oh. seeing that. And our fans were so, our fans in that third quarter were like, okay, here he comes. Here he comes. Se- second series. Here he comes. Third series. Here he uh, comes. I, I thought, Lord, have mercy. I even called in at one, I called in at once. Um, I said I was going tailgating, and I had a big old basket with pacifiers in it, and it said Nico on them, and I'm just going to hand them out. So people couldn't, because, you know, yeah. Nico wasn't in no hurry to get in there either. That is the thing. They've got a tight quarterback room. Hendon was there. Them boys are connected. They support each other. They wanted to see Joe. They wouldn't, Nico wouldn't have cared if it applied to old guys. No question. I love Nico. Nico's handled this like an absolute champion. And Peggy, and I think Hendon looked at Joe that way, and so see sometimes, and it did aggravate people. Hey, did y'all ever hear the Milton Militia? No, tell me about the Milton Militia. Bino, are you familiar with the Milton Militia? Yeah, that was if you supported, if you didn't go, you know, if you're one of the ones that's still supporting Joe, they're calling us 
the militia. Oh, my gosh. Know. These people, the way they like to divide fans, that just ain't my style. Yeah, and, and, I, and that kind of does. It was that's like just not my style, you man. You kind of go to corners. Peggy. You, know, you can be, you can be critique without judging somebody. You're right, Bino. Peggy, I love you. I appreciate you. You do run the West Head offense, oh, Peg. Thanks. She gets some words in, Bino. She better than I am at it. Peggy gets her her five minutes worth. Do you think, Bino, that it would be a fun thing in the off season to have her come host a show one day when I need a break? Better her than me. Brief t- <laughs> hour two on the ra- she had a great line. She's going to hand out pacifiers. She said to everybody, Nico's name on it. Gah! By the way, kudos to my Eagles. Game of the year in the NFL. Maybe the game of the century. Maybe the game of the century yesterday. So we continue after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the garbage man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. 
more high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. Alabama, Georgia. 10, 5, touchdown, Alabama. It's the SEC Championship live from Atlanta, Georgia. Let's get out of here again. Alabama wins it. Cheer on the Tide this Saturday as the Crimson Tide look to get revenge on the Bulldogs. Our coverage starts at noon from Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. On your home for Alabama football, the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Tony, be back with you. It's hour number two on your radio, having some fun. And and listen, we are just having some fun here. So People get all, like, tore up. We like to joke around, have a good time, and help people. That's kind of what we do here. Celebrate our sports. Celebrate the wins, cry over the losses, and in the meantime, get from point A to point B. There's a lot of point A and point B between the wins and the losses. The next opportunity is Wednesday night. The next opportunity is Wednesday night when the Vols go on the road in the Dean Dome with North Carolina. ACC, SEC Challenge, which I think is good for college sports you guys know what the tip time is on that game is that a seven o'clock tip is that right i think it's seven fifteen. okay so we'll be on the air approximately like with our post it is seven we'll be on the air approximately nine fifteen after that one uh man i hit the wall on thanksgiving day last week doing a couple of those in a row Brian, thank you so much for helping us monday afternoon after the syracuse game Brian got to do the the the, the show after the win and I got to fend off the crazies. Those two, those last two basketball postgame shows. Are these people unfair to Barnes, Bino? What do you think? And then we'll go back to the phones. Uh, yes, I, I, I do, Tony. I, I just think we've reached a level to where a faction of the fan base is tired of Rick Barnes, and he's never going to be able to please him. There's a faction that uh, uh, has... No desire to discuss the regular season unless it's a loss. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just the nature of what happens when you're at a place as long as Rick Barnes has been here. A buddy of mine called me 
heard the show, you know, and I'm like, look, I, I really, I love you, appreciate you, love you, love your show. I really don't want to talk about this right now. I talked about it for an hour and 45 minutes. He said, well, you know those callers are right. You know he's already gotten the dot connect. He's already gotten to him. And I'm like, what? Well, you know, he's I go, you know, it's the day after Thanksgiving. This is Friday afternoon, be now. You know, we haven't even gotten to the SEC sketch. What are you talking about? So he shot the ball poorly in a tournament, and he's gotten to him? Well, you know he's already gotten to him. Really? He's already gotten to him. Okay. I guess we'll see. I know. I, I've actually I've actually seen some things that are a little unbarns like to me, Tony. I, I think that he's uh, – um, Don't Connect is really good on his man – and really bad in help defense. I mean, he just no. always help defense. He didn't even, he just, he didn't even try. He, <laughs> he's he's on his man, and and Barnes has let him play through that, and I, and I'm happy to see that because he needs to. The only thing I've seen him do with connect that made me mad yep. was he had those three turnovers, and then he sat him over there for about six minutes. Dalton Connect cannot sit for six minutes on this basketball team unless he's in foul trouble. A Man and Allah freaking Luya to the you are telling the truth. Back to the phones we go. Hello and welcome in. I think good more and and great day to you as well. I think. Let's get it done. And say it again. And the Titans get it done. You were there for the historical final game of Frank Reich. Can I ask you something? Because I watched the game on television. I was really cheering for you and Tom and Kyle as well, who was there. Kyle Blackburn. He goes to all the Titan games. Um, did you see Kyle, by the way? Hey, Bill, Bill get to a better part in your house. I, I can't hear you. Hello and welcome into our next call. TLD Logistics phone lines. You never know what's going to happen when you go to him, but you know when you go to Bill that half the time he's going to be at a dead spot in his house, which makes his cell service very interesting. Hello and welcome in. What's up, Shepardo? Shepardo. What's up, uh, young sheep? Hey, Brian. Hey, Bino. Hi there, Joshy boy. Joshy boy, I'm really Joshy proud boy. of you. You did a great job on Winners and Losers presented by... Our friends at Miller Lite, you did a great job Friday. Bino and myself were talking about you after you left. You didn't, uh, even, you didn't even help me carry uh, the equipment. You just bolted out of there. Here I, here I turned you into a radio star, and you just get up. And, well, anyway, you did an uh, awesome uh, job on the air. Awesome, man. You. you have come from under wings to soaring with the Eagles, man. Yeah, but uh, you were excellent. No, I don't think you, you were excellent. You were excellent. Now your picks weren't very Thank good, you, but that made yeah. That's what I was about I, to say. I don't think you ever want to have me on there again. It doesn't stop Nashville Lee. Yeah, no, we don't. <laughs> no. Hey, listen, big boys. I hit three out of four, and you took none of my picks. None of them. You sound like the clone. The clone goes, "I want a hater," and you never use my picks. <laughs> And I'm like, Clun, the, uh, Clun you, you picked both sides of each bet. You're like me on the air, claiming yeah, you were right on. about things. 
Did you really, Bino? You got three of the four. Your picks were horrendous, Bino. They hit? Three out of four, big boy, and they were headliner games, too. Louisiana, UL Monroe, Kansas, Cincinnati, Atlanta, New Orleans. Hey, I got to say, Bino, that Ewad's coach at Cincinnati, he's picked up right where he left off at Louisville, hadn't he? Oh, my God. Can you imagine hiring him? When you're Cincinnati and you've waited all these years to get in the big time, and hey, Tony, I Luke, think I'd rather watch high school football than uh, watch uh, Scott Satterfield's team. No doubt, and the minute he leaves, Louisville has a really nice season. Now, granted, they lost over the weekend, whatever. Yeah, but Bino, can you imagine hiring him? Oh man, you talk about a guy that uh, blows. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. You, you, know, you trade one of the best coaches in your in your history for one that is not. Yeah, let's rehire they, Tommy uh, Tuberville. They uh, they really had gotten used to winning up there. They were in a playoff two years ago as a power as a group of five. Amazing, yeah. And a fourteen, they made a fourteen playoff from a group of five position. And you know what? That's really good. Two years later, this. And you know what we're going to find out? What's that? The guy who was Cincinnati's coach, did he make the right decision going to Wisconsin? Because I'm not sure he did. It's going to yeah. be really interesting to see how that whole thing plays out. Because Luke Fickle could have stayed there and I think would have competed for championships in the Big 12 if he'd have stayed there. I, I know that's too. a silly think, thing to say, but I think they were I think they were poised to compete for championships there. I think hey, uh, uh, he's, be- he's a better fit in Ohio than he is where he's at. I'm not so sure. I think that's one. Of, well, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. I a lot of this is just coaches that aren't good fits places, yep. but they get this life-changing money and they take it. Yep. They love their own in Wisconsin. Hey, uh, Brian Hartman, that was a really good win for your Jags yesterday. Oh, such an impressive and, uh, game. Brian, you brought your referees with you. Brian, you brought your Brian, Brian, even though uh, the Texans lost, what do you think about the this Houston Texans team? Well, they... They certainly do have a a quarterback of the future, and he seems to have elevated some of the other players around him and made them really better. So that was a huge win because that's like a three-game swing. If they lose that game, they're tied with the tiebreaker going against them, but now they're two games ahead, so that's like three games right there. Yep. And they have all kinds of trouble. The Texans always play their best game for whatever reason when they play the Jags. They yeah. can't play against anybody anybody else, but no. the Jags just seem to say their worst and then but yesterday they actually I thought both teams kind of played well in spots. The officiating in that game was horrendous. You guys got every whistle. I mean that looked fixed. No offense. Yeah. Well, Tony, I'll take it. Uh, it hadn't been like gonna... <laughs> it's we haven't said that much about us getting the Every whistle. Well, you got every whistle. Tony, uh, I'm, really, I'm really proud of uh, Tennessee finishing the season off on a hot note. It's great. And uh, let's, uh, let's get a bowl win and go 9-4 and four and uh, get ready for next season, possibly going 9-3 and three or 10-2, and two, you know? If you get Make there, if you can get spot. to that spot, you can get right in that playoff deal. Now, Matt but, Dixon uh, said something on the air the other day on Garzalaw fifth quarter fan reaction that surprised yeah. me, which is he says, "Well, the object the next two years of Nico is to get to a playoff." 
That's yep. That is going to be very, very difficult out of this league Mark, right now. Tone Mark and Columbus said that too on the post game show Saturday. It'd be very difficult. Yeah, it'd be really hard to do that. You, you but, uh, really need to overhaul your roster a bunch if you're going to get there. To me. Now maybe you, maybe maybe that's gonna because I, look I was one warning everybody before this season that the expectations were too high. Bino, I'm not so sure that's not too high of an expectation. Am I wrong? Well, Tony, I, I think it's in most years. I think you're going to have to win ten football games to uh, to make the playoffs. Yep. Uh, this league's not getting easier. Uh, with Oklahoma and Texas coming in now, our schedule may somehow, uh, but uh, uh, you know we've talked about it. Ten ten win seasons don't come around real often. But that's what it through. takes to get in the playoffs. Uh, it's 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 a difficult road. Now I will say to Matt's yep. point, we've got to see it play out. Maybe nine gets you in. You know, maybe nine yeah, in certain nine years will get you in. And 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 so. I want to have deference to Matt's point, but I blanched at it because it seems like you're putting high expectations on Josh Heupel there, and I'm just not sure if, you know, this will be year four for him. I'm not sure when it's proper to expect that sort of thing in a league that just added Oklahoma and Texas, and I'm just trying to keep it real here. I mean, the talk is you're going to open. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. You're fine. Go ahead. Uh, Josh, I'll get out of your way after this. Um, I, uh, I I wonder, Tony, I wonder if nine is enough with the conference only playing eight conference games. Right. I, yeah, I, sure. I'm not sure it is. See, that yeah. might really hurt a team like us. Uh, Which is, yeah. Tony, you know Notre Dame's going to be in it every year with a 10-win season. They'll automatically be in the playoffs. I think with a nine-win season, they'll they'll leverage no yeah, name into that deal because it's made for television. What do you, Town? What do you make of this uh, Washington Oregon game Friday with uh, Washington being a nine-point dog? I'm getting, first of all, I'm getting chills thinking about it. Secondly, I don't remember seeing an offense execute to the level that Oregon did against Oregon State Friday night. I mean, that was surgery. I cannot believe that's the same kid that played at Auburn. Can you be now? Can you believe that's the same kid you know, we saw uh, at Auburn? The high uh, level. He's been fantastic there. I mean, he was throwing the ball in keyholes the other night. The uh, since those teams played their game and Washington won that game, Oregon is winning their games by they've won six in a row since then by an average of twenty six points a game. Washington has only won one game by more than ten. Double digits. Yeah, I, yeah and, and I while. get the number. And plus, it's really hard to beat somebody the second time. Plus, revenge yeah, is yeah. a deal. Plus, the time the game was played. And I'm not knocking Washington, but they were very fortunate to get out of there with a win. I mean, basically, Oregon they uh, pushed through the ball around. Yep. They struggled to beat bottom feeders. And Oregon's yeah. just won by just written people. I've been red hot right now. That might be one of my plays of the week. But i got to think about it. i got to really study it up and think about it. It just... It does seem like nine and a half is a lot of points to give up to someone who's undefeated. Bino yeah. thinks Mr. C's been picking in a game we play, and because uh, he doesn't respect my prognostication ability, because I've come out of nowhere this year to be on a just a heater of all You're time. On a heater, Tom. 
I absolutely know? have not. I, you've been sending me Mr. C's picks, and you don't use all of them. I never use them because he kinda, he's another one. Him and uh, Nashville Lee are two guys that they are two to fade. That ought to be their huh. slogan. Those guys ought to go into business to each other and call it two to fade. Yeah. Out the door, Tony, uh, can I say something? I kind of want to rip someone. Are you going to not defend Lee? I'm ripping him. You're not going to defend him? Tony, uh, No, he's been underwing you. with you. All right, go I ahead. Go. You, I don't think you should rip my boy Nashville Lee. All right, thank you. That was very passionate. But, uh, that was very passionate. I, I want to rip someone out All right, the door. Go ahead. Do that. Okay, Joshy, uh, Joshy Claus, Santa, Dave and Ackworth, you're getting coal in your stocking, big boy, for calling our players Doug. See ya. I don't think it was Dave and Ackworth that did that, but anyway, back to the phones we go. Hello, oh, and welcome. Dave and Ackworth did pin regular season Robert for General Neal. General Neal and regular season Robert. This is, this is Dave and Ackworth. God, you just got 12 all the people. And we did not set that up. I do not know who's on the line. Wow, you didn't say that, did you, Dave? That didn't come out of your mouth, did it? That did not come out of my mouth. Joshy boy. Joshy boy to prove to, to me that, that that even came close to coming out my mouth. What is he talking about? That's uh, terrible, Joshy boy. I didn't think that was David hey, Dave, i tell you what you did do, though. i tell you what you did do. It, it was apparently you that said that Titan Spill's nephew's girlfriend was ugly. What? Oh, <laughs> what are you doing? Hey, I, I will say this. I did call Bar- Rob, Bob ne- uh, Robert Nealon regular season Bob. Which is one of the greatest lines I, I, ever. I, 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 will, I will take credit for that one or take blame, whatever you want to call me. But don't be what, – what the heck? I'm, I'm stunned. I don't even know what to say. I'm, uh, I, I actually call, I kind of love the fact that Josh called me out even though it wasn't me saying it. I have to admit, I feel like I've arrived on the show after uh, all these years. Right on, brother. Right on. You You uh, have arrived. I have arrived. Hey, um, you know, I, I'm going to say Sunday was a pretty good day for Tennessee football for one reason. I think Stoops staying at Kentucky is a good thing for Tennessee um, because I'll be honest with you, I, ever since you've had him on the show a few times, Tony, I'm I'm on the Jamie Chadwell fan bus, and it would make a whole lot of sense if Kentucky went right to him and hired Jamie Chadwell and I don't think we want that as Tennessee fans I at all. Totally, one thousand percent agree with that. I think that guy's wildly talented. He's extremely photogenic. Uh, he would sell in this era in the NIL, and if he got with the right fan base, he could win a whole lot of football games, especially at a place like that, where Absolutely. they schedule you to a uh, eight and four season every year, which is basically what Kentucky does. I'm not knocking. Here's the thing about Stoops: that the guys on our panel when that story was first put out there a couple of them were poo-pooing a&m possibly hiring him i'll say this in his defense he builds major league offensive and defensive lines and develops players in his offense and defensive lines better than we've had here uh, so far uh so bean star that being the case a guy like that i would not poo-poo him going to a&m but here's what happened let me let me walk you through this they had a shiano saturday down there that got leaked to the press 
Uh, and they had a fan revolt, and they had a booster revolt, and they had to basically call uh, Stoops back and say, hey, thank you, but no thank you. And he put a statement out later that night saying he was staying. Now, I love the way the National College Football Establishment reported on that and bit it hook, line, and sinker. But what actually happened was he was telling people that he was going up there and he was leaving and goodbye and thanks and I love you and yes, it's true. And then a short while later, he was staying, which is code for they didn't want me. But either way, you're right, Dave. Tennessee's a winner in that deal. Yeah, Stoops, Stoops recruits. I think more north of Kentucky than he does down south. I, you know, we run into a few battles, and really, truly, even though I know our our conference schedules are going to change, we won't be playing Kentucky every year. We'll be playing A and M as much as we'll be playing Kentucky. But A and M getting good, A and M recruiting. We, we're not going to fight over the same same people that A and M is. So I'm not really concerned what happens at at A and M. I am very concerned about what would happen at a place like Kentucky, though. And I think I think. Chad will not sniff in that job is a very good thing, and I'm, I'm excited about that. But that's really all I had, guys. And Thank Josh you, brother. Boy, you better check the tape before you call me out. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. I'm going to grab my clipboard, brother. See you guys. <laughs> yes. Yes. Dave Ackworth going to take Josh under wings in a different way. going to clip his wings. Josh, you <laughs> just got your wings clipped, big boy. <laughs> Let me explain something to you, Joshy boy. When you call a caller out, you better know that caller did what you're calling him out for. <laughs> and I thought you and Bino decided Friday that you were going to shove a clipboard on somebody. What happened to that? Who was he going to do the clipboard on, Bino? I can't remember, but you guys were having a conversation, and Joshy Boy was saying it to Bino, and Bino popped for it and was laughing. Every time. Every, every time, time. That clipboard thing. Every time. But for some reason, he detoured and called out David Ackworth, who's just the sweetest guy alive. I mean, literally one of the great, beautiful people in our audience, David, for him and then for Ackworth to be up next randomly. Unbelievable. You'll get hit with some shrapnel here. Oh, no doubt about it. What about Jamie Chadwell, Bino, and the job he could do at a place like Kentucky versus Stoops? If you had your choice, who would you rather keep there from our perspective? Oh, Stoops, no question. I think Stoops has done a terrific job at Kentucky. Uh, uh, but uh, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not sure that that's the direct. I'm, I'm not sure that you fire Jimbo Fisher and hire Mark Stoops. Hey, Brian, Blake Topmeyer is another guest I'm requesting here. He wrote an incredible backhanded piece at those Texas A&M people today that he dropped. I don't know if you guys saw it. Maybe I'll try and dig it up and send it to you. But Topmeyer, you know, used to write here for the Sentinel, but he writes now for across their network, that USA Today network. So it's published all over the all over the place. And those A&M fans are going to hit the roof when they see that he said about their program, basically their Michigan State to Michigan's Michigan. In other words, your Michigan State to Texas. He said that, Ross Bjork, when that job opened, 
came out and said, we're not going to go get some 8-4 and four football coach. And he wrote today, that's kind of funny since they almost hired an 8-4 and four football coach and then went and hired a guy that finished 8-4 and four this year. Now, I don't know what Mike Elko is going to do or what he's not going to do, but those people at Texas A&M didn't sign up for this. SEC experience to be compared to Michigan State, you know. And Blake said, and by the way, Michigan State hiring that Smith guy from Oregon State got a better coach than y'all got, which is which I think is kind of comical. The thing we've learned here, for some of you that are already on Hypel, I'm going to remind you of this. It's really hard to find a football coach today. There's a lot of money. Uh, there's a lot of stupidity. And there are a lot of people that just get kind of hot and get hired. And don't you know, pan out. What's funny is I think Mike Elko was listed as a candidate for Michigan State. That's right. At one point. That's a I really think. ironic thing, Bry. That's exactly right. Yeah. And I guess Lance Leopold isn't going to go anywhere. I think he's going to stay put. Well, his quarterback's coming back next year. And I think he's one of the great young up-and-coming coaches in the country, the, kid, the guy from Kansas. And that's a guy, Danny White. Found, which should give Tennessee fans hope. Hey, Danny White found that dude at Buffalo. Found him. You know, um, it makes me wonder. He he seems like a perfect fit for that job there. But what would he do if he got a hold of a program like Georgia? <sighs> well, I don't. Georgia's never going to open. But there, I have at Florida as a decent example. Lance Leopold of Florida would scare me. Back to our phones we go. Oh, and Joshy boy, David Ackworth just texted me. You ever keep his name out your mouth, man. <laughs> back to the phones we go. Hello and welcome in. I'm back, Tony. Oh. Are you loud at, and clear? You're loud and clear now. Ten four. Uh, okay. I'll tell you what. I looked for the guy. I really and truly did. Who'd you look for? Kyle Blackburn. Yeah, I think he was down there. Him and his mom, I think I think they were there. Tom and I sat way, way up in the upper deck, which I oh. would consider the heart attack section. <laughs> you wouldn't I'll tell you what, man, that Titan Stadium being star being have you ever in the second level on that thing? It feels like you're gonna fall off of it. I, I have not, Tony. I've been the lower level in the club area, but I've never been in the upper deck. That's where Kyle was. Kyle was in club seats yesterday, Bill. You know, he's a celebrity down there. Yeah, him, yeah, him and his mom. That's right. They they don't. Let's put it this way: they ain't sitting with you and Tom. Okay. <laughs> no. You might see them. The only way you're going to see Kyle in the stadium is you saw him on the jumbotron. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And by the way, I saw Mike Keith yesterday on their pregame show. And you're uh-huh. right, man. He looks really good with that beard. Mike Keith looks yeah, he, he looks next level with that beard. I, I got to give him credit, rocking that beard. I'll tell you one thing, Tony, and this is my opinion. He's ten times more popular than that Tinseltown cousin of his. If you want to know who he is, that it's David Keith. Do I remember you him. agree or disagree? No, I remember David when he coached at Tennessee all those years. Might have been his best role being an assistant coach. <laughs> Back in my game covering days, being I brushed up 
near him one time, and I thought he was an assistant coach. He had the assistant coach get-up on from head to toe, Bean Star. The, the uh, khakis, the fitted hat, the coach's shirt. You remember those days, Bino, when David Keith was Coach Keith? Yeah. We've had some between you, and he may have been a better football coach then. <laughs> oh, what a great line. David Keith or... Derek Dooley, who would have gotten better results? Well, the shower discipline would not have gotten better results. I, I can say that. Boy, that Dooley guy, that day he did the binoculars. Whew, that was one weird day. I wonder man. if he had like a uh, door opener from his desk. Where is or Dooley now? Riser. Do we know where Dooley is? He's down at Bama, I think. And how did Butchie Boy do over the weekend? Uh, they got beat. Arsenal so I think they're six. Yeah, I think they're six and six. They're bowl eligible, though. Are they going to a bowl, Brian? Yeah, as usual. They have, they have to. Let's start celebrating early. Had that bowl eligible shirt on after last week's win, and his team just decided they had done enough, and they made <laughs> in at Marshall. And another thing that he's done is he's exacerbated and fought with their fans for not showing up, like he did here, fought with our fans, totally tone deaf to the point that at Arkansas State, they're used to winning 9 and 10 games a year. Totally tone deaf. Hey, we're in a bowl game. Hey, Butch, those people down there, a bowl game would happen in mid-October. That's when you'd clinch a bowl game there. Back when Revano Freeze, who still is a great coach, Mark and Colombo, still a great coach, even though, I mean, he has team in a spot. They have a quarter of the football team Alabama does, and they were in a position to win that game. And that's the thing that really bothers me about them losing, is that people are going to hang that on Freeze, who's a great coach. Just had a bad moment there. His coordinator had a bad moment. It's a great well, he, coach. he certainly didn't have a good moment against New Mexico State either. He wasn't even there. They were out recruiting. They didn't care about that game. Bill, you have anything else for us? Okay, Tony. I'm going to play a little game of what if with you. What if... Jim Harbaugh decides to go to the NFL. Do you think that there's any players from Michigan that could enter the transfer portal? And do you think that Tennessee would be interested in any of them? What pro? What team, Bill? University Michigan. of Michigan. Bill, if any University of Michigan players go into that portal, Tennessee would be interested in them, yes. When those I when those they, t- teams get a couple. when those teams the top of the deal, and that's what's happened with the portal. That's what's made more parity in college football. It's really hurt the great 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 teams, man, because those kids want playing time, and I don't blame them. Yeah, but it's hurt their depth for sure. Yeah, you're recruited to a program like that because you're an exemplary high school football player. You're the best of the best when you go to an Ohio State, a Michigan right now, a Georgia, an Alabama, programs of that ilk. And so when kids come out of the portal from those programs, 
you damn straight. If I'm in our spot, I give them a long look, don't you, Bino? Yeah, there are a lot of things that I don't like about the portal. That's one thing that I do like about it, is it's going to spread the wealth a little bit. Okay, Tony, one more thing I want to add, and then I'll get off. I've added another lady of color celebrity to my to my list. All right, who is it, Bill? Give me a drum roll, please. Go ahead, Bill. Heather Harrington. Roberta Flack. I love me some Roberta Flack, dude. When that, uh, Charles Fox wrote that. That's a great song. Uh, I'll tell you the uh, the uh, James and Toomey song that she sung back in the early 70s. Uh, walking in the park, watching lovers do their thing. That's the time. I feel like making love <laughs> to you. Uh, Bill? Yeah, buddy. Peace. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two ETSU. Brian has centered on Gardner Webb head coach Trey Lamb. What can you tell me about Trey Lamb? As just reported momentarily to me, make the switch to Twitch where you can interact with us over there on Twitch and watch the show live. And I look rather dark. Laura, we need better lighting in the studio. Not that I'm complaining, but it sounds like I'm whining to my wife. Um, and she does all the uh, what do you call it, Bino? The home improvements around here. I think that's something you and I have in common. We have handy wives. Yes, e- ETSU. My wife won't let me touch a tool. ETSU looks like they're hiring Trey Lamb, who's taken Gardner Webb to the FCS playoffs in back-to-back seasons. I thought they moved on from. George quarrels rather quickly, Brian. I thought it was strange. After two seasons? Yeah, that is kind of weird. But, you know, someone mentioned that Furman didn't have that great of an offense with quarrels down there the years he was there, which was interesting. And, you know, the the Duke opening, would that be a place for maybe a Jamie Chadwell to land at? Yeah, it's a nice – that would be ex- – except I don't know – well, we'll see. Yes, an opportunity like that. Here are the openings. Boise State, who, by the way, plays in the championship game in the big in the Mountain West this weekend. That's the most 2024 Duke, college football thing yeah. ever. Duke, Houston, Indiana, Middle Tennessee, New Mexico, Oregon State, San Diego State, Syracuse, UL Monroe, UTEP. What's the best job in that grouping? Uh, I'd I'd have to say the Indy maybe maybe the Big Ten. No, nah, the or Houston Duke. the Houston job. They're in the Big Twelve, and you're in Texas. The Houston, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll give you. It's easy. I think that's Houston. right. It's I think that's right. Job. Let's go Indiana's back. Indiana's just a graveyard. You don't want to go there and no. play in the Big Ten no. and coach Indiana. No chance. Hey, Bino. Timothy has a message for you. He says, LOL, Bino. I'm not complaining about 8-4 and because I remember some of Johnny Major's teams win 10 games one year and go 5-6 and six the next. Took a shot at Johnny Major's. Your thoughts on that, Bino? Uh, Johnny did have a penchant for 
uh, having a off year followed by a good one. He did. You know, um, the eight and four is good enough to where you can still say last year was not a fluke. I think. I think it's well put, Brian. That's why I call it a par. Because what you don't want to do when you have that 11-win season is turn around and have a bogey. You don't want to go down to 6-6. Six and six. No, that's a double bogey. Yeah, you can't. You can't. See, when you consider all the issues that the team had to go. Right. 8-4 and four is probably about what they were going to do anyway. I was trying to tell a couple of my simpleton friends that I was arguing with off the air. And a couple of you, I love you. You're great people. You're good family people. You're simpletons. This notion that you're either going forward or you're going backward and because you lost more games than last year you're going backwards college football is a roster dependent sport for just about everybody except Nick Saban now he took he took a 9 and 3 football team this year and went 11 and 1 so he's immune to it but for the rest of these people you know it is roster dependent and it is a total simpleton take to go, well, you're either going forward or you're going backward. It's, that's just not true. It's just not true in college sports, especially college football. No, I, I agree, Tony. It's um, uh, And it's, it's going to become, uh, except for the just elite of the elite, it's going to become even more year to year uh, because of the freedom of movement. Amen. Bino is spitting faxes today. Faxes. We'll continue on our uh, Basilio show on a Monday. We'll go back to our TLD logistics phone lines that are burning off the hook. More after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. 
Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Football season is here, and that means tailgating starts now. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us help you get your backyard game ready. We are open Monday through Friday from 7 to 7 and on Saturday from 8 to 4. Go Vols! Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. If you're coping with a chronic condition or injury, your physician may recommend surgery to relieve pain, increase mobility, or improve your overall health. At Murray Regional Health, physicians on our medical staff perform surgical procedures in an array of specialty areas with the most advanced technology available. When you need surgery, count on our experienced surgical team to deliver exceptional care close to home. For more information, go to murrayregional.com surgery. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. 
Need a little extra cash for the holidays? From now until Christmas, Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling and Electrical is giving you a $500 Visa gift card when you buy select new HVAC systems or receive a $250 gift card with a new tankless water heater. And upgrade now with monthly payments as low as $79. Visit happyhiller.com. Happy you'll be or the service is free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. I've got our favorite grocer on the line, Mr. Miles Johnson for Foodland. Miles, how you doing today? I'm doing just fine. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic, buddy. Well, let's uh, let's find out what's going on at Foodland and what great savings you guys have for the next two weeks. All righty. Well, we have cooked shank portion ham, $1.49 a pound, sweet potatoes, 39 cents a pound, Mrs. Smith or Edwards pies, $5.99 each. Smithfield Spiral Sliced Ham, $2.49 a pound. Food Club Turkey, $1.29 a pound. Coca-Cola 12-packs, two for 11. And Pillsbury Pie Crust Frozen, two for six, and a whole bunch more. All right, people need to come in and check it out. You always have a flyer right there handy at the door for everybody. So, And these sales run again for uh, the next two weeks, correct? Yes, sir. Oh, that's fantastic. So anyways, you guys are located right there on West 7th Street. You're open seven days a week. Your hours are 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. Miles, you and the staff have a great uh, Thanksgiving next weekend. All righty, same to y'all. Thank you, Miles. Have a good day. Bye-bye. You too. Alabama, Georgia. 10-5, touchdown Alabama. It's the SEC Championship live from Atlanta, Georgia. Let's get out of here again. Alabama wins it. Cheer on the Tide this Saturday as the Crimson Tide look to get revenge on the Bulldogs. Our coverage starts at noon from Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. On your home for Alabama football, the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. I'm going to have to quote Andy Reid again, Tony. Got to do a better job. Got to do a better job. I got to do a better job. I keep messing up your tag, Jerry. Apologize, my friends at Fleet I know this will make you feel any better, but I false start that every time I sit in with you. I mean, I sit in for you. I got, but 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 I got to do a better job, as Andy Reid likes to say. Um, Bino, you wanted to add something about Saturday's game, and then we'll go back to the phones. Yeah, we haven't talked about how that officiating crew just completely lost control of that football game, Tony. They, by not being demonstrative enough uh, on uh, uh, on those two plays where we hit the quarterback in stopping the play. Uh, they let their quarterback get hit twice when he shouldn't have. There's no way our kids knew that the, the play was over because the officiating crew never gave them any indication the play was over. No way they could have heard a whistle. Uh, and then Lee, uh, understandably, protecting his players, went nuts and lost control of his team in the process. Uh, it, it was just – and then in the second half, they start ragging everything – to try to show that they've got control of something they've already lost control of. Just ridiculous. It was a ridiculous officiated football game. It was utterly absurd. And ironically enough, believe it or not, that's the same official, same crew that was on the field for the Alabama game. Uh, the would-be, if you will, the would-be real estate agent from Birmingham. who actually lives in Jacksonville, who 
no offense to him and his crew, but they were so tepid on those uh, penalties, Bino, that on the one... Now, now I do think the last one that got the Vandy quarterback injured, I think they should have caught a personal foul penalty on that. But the other two were whatever. I mean, you could have called personal foul penalties on them. But to your point, Bino, he's not moving forward. He's not showing anything demonstratively to the ends like you usually see that, hey, this play is blown dead. And so, but I do think the choke slam to the ground at the end, I think that could have been called a penalty. Uh, I would not have raised Kane if they would have called a penalty uh, on Barron on, on that play uh, because there was a little bit extra there. Yep. Um, so, I mean, I, I wouldn't have been up in arms had they had called that, but uh, uh, the, 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 the problem had already been exacerbated by the way that they handled those two plays consecutively. To the radio listener, I love you. I appreciate you. I want you to have a great Monday. Please do. To the rest of us, Festivus continues as we will do a TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime. Check us out over at tclub.team, and that's where our conversation continues. T-